the meta, and welcome to Pokey Rogue TCG, your place for rogue decks news and acting like a dick. My name is Nick, and with me is my co-host, Austin. Let's get into our 32nd episode. So what's been going on, man? It has been... <laughs> we were just talking about this before we started, but it's been a long time. I think you said a month. I don't know if it was three weeks, four weeks. It's been... It's been a minute. I don't know, man. That's just like we said. It seems like our numbers do better when we just do whatever the <laughs> hell we want. <laughs> Basically, the world carries on better when we don't put out episodes. <laughs> exactly. Then they come back excited and refreshed. I haven't looked at our numbers, so I don't know if anyone's been listening over this time because I've been super it, busy. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's been, it went like really good for like the first two and a half weeks, and then it just slowly started to taper off. Really? We got two and a half weeks of, of listenership, uh, even without episode. Of like strong numbers. Really? So, yeah. Damn. So, I mean, whatever. And then and then it got pretty weak, you know. Oh, right, yeah, I'm sure. At this point, good. they're like, I have nothing else to listen to. They're going right. back to the oldies. They're looking at like the, the 50th episode anniversary, the fuck Cramorant special. Like they're going yeah. back to the, the beginning. Yeah, they're digging deep. It's about time we do one of those. I think if we <laughs> yeah. do the math and count them, we might be getting near 100. Might be actually, yeah. We're probably yeah. well because I think we started this season at something like I don't know, a little after fifty, and here mm -hmm. we are at thirty-two. And who knows, man? We're we're definitely in the eighties, I would say. Yeah, we'll make it happen too. Well, when we get to a hundred, whenever you know, we might slow down production so we can prolong it. But when a hundred <laughs> does happen, it's gonna be some skits. It's so gonna be it's market. gonna be mad. That will be when you come to visit and we just record yeah. a bunch of. We record the hundredth episode in person. Yeah, that'll be with, what it'll with be. loads of loads of skits and mm -hmm. shenanigans. Well, before we get on to you, we can't do that because I took a new job. That's going to get pushed back because now, when I was planning to come see you, can't happen because I no longer have vacation. Which you know is a bummer, but yeah. for a good thing. Yeah, took a new job, and um, I'm really excited about it. I'm going to jump the gun because, I mean, that's really about all it takes. I'm going to be getting about <clears throat> an hour back a, a day. You yep. know, I did a little experiment where I called you immediately after I left my current job. And then I told you whenever I was passing my new job and it was like 33 minutes of commuting. So I get to just cut that off, you know, until yep. I get to go home one way. So super excited about that. I feel happy, rejuvenated, been yeah. playing the new Zelda game. And With your extra hour. With my extra hour. Oh, I haven't started yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. General. But you will be. You will yeah. be. Well, being done hour. with the training. I think last time we left off, I was <laughs> yeah, still. Like, yeah, yeah. You were still training. training. You got yeah, man, that time at, back. Look at me, man. Like, I know I, there's, there's a lot of lights going on here, but I got to say, like, I, I feel like I'm glowing. You know? <clears throat> you do look like you're glowing, but I think it might be the lighting. Hey, either way, man. But you look like a cherry tomato over there. Hey, it could need say? some time out in the sun, though, too. It could be you tending to your birds. I've been tending to the birds. I mean, since then, we've put in a fence in the backyard. Yeah. Built out a coop. Um, all kinds of big stuff. Lots, you know, little things. It's just lo lots going on. Went to the pool for the first time in like three years, four the years. Pool? Like a, like a pool. local pool? The local pool. I mean, there you go. Pool. My pasty fucking white <laughs> body, like saw the that's sun the red the I'm person. seeing now. That's got to be that's it. The, yeah, <clears throat> bought a mountain bike, man. Um, yeah, also 
I've been right. I've ridden 90% of the nights I've owned it. So like really good habit mm-hmm. there. And just, it's all hills here. So yeah. it's like not even fun. It's just like, but it's really good workout. So, um, you getting outside, job. going to the pool, biking, yeah. you're turning into a Tacoma guy. I'm turning into a Tacoma guy. <laughs> you do have I, a Toyota, right? So I do have a Camry. Yeah. I'm a Toyota guy. But there's no way in hell, man, I'm going to be able to afford a Tacoma in, <laughs> in the near future. And then lastly, um, I started playing some webcam games again. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But that's enough about me. I think everyone knows, has, knows or can make a guess about why we had a month period break. And uh, I'm going to yeah. hand it over to you, man. Sure. So I, well, not me. I didn't personally have a baby. But my wife had a baby. So we had our first child, a little baby girl. Real small, was only four pounds, nine ounces. Her name name is Eowyn. And uh, yeah, we weren't expecting it to be so sudden. Kind of got, you know, it was Friday and we were going to be putting out an episode. We're planning to record an episode at least probably that weekend. And then got the notice the Friday before the weekend. uh, Hey, we're going to we're going to induce and have a baby on Sunday morning. So I was like, oh, shit, that's like. I had like less than 48 hours notice for us to get ready, be ready to have a baby. And I had nothing, like nothing planned for work. You know, as a teacher, you can't just like take days off. I had to be like, I have to have weeks of work planned for the sub. So I had to just, we'd be like, we're not putting out an episode. Need to go, need to plan for like 10 hours straight, going to work on Saturday. Got all my shit planned. And then we were at the hospital to induce on Sunday. This was Sunday, the I think the 14th or something that was of May. And we go, they start inducing, and they're like, oh, actually, we got our dates wrong, and we need to wait to Wednesday. But we already starting <clears throat> inducing, so now you can't go home. So we spent days in the hospital leading up to Wednesday, and then Wednesday the baby decided she wanted to come on her own without being induced. So we had a baby on May 17th at like five-something Five something AM and that's been that's been my life since then, getting used to you know, you live on the baby's schedule and the baby's schedule is they want something every like hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So I just sleep when I can sleep. i I take like I think I take like eight one hour naps throughout the day, just scattered like one hour's here, maybe an hour yeah. and a half there. Didn't really get much time for anything else. And it was like, man, I just don't feel like I can put out an episode right now. I just got so much shit going on. So a oh. week went by, another week went by. I'm now starting to get a little bit more into the the normal rhythm of like, maybe I'm just used to not sleeping and just doing shit at random times, you know? It's like, oh, the baby's sleeping, so now I can sit down and type up some notes for an episode for an hour while the baby's sleeping, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you'll definitely get in the swing and back. We're back into the swing of things. But I will say this: um, I, I have the privilege of looking at the webcam, and uh, Mister Homa's never looked as good as he does now. I'll tell you what, <laughs> you, you wear the dad look pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, that's you the, you've been making a note to try to work out when you can. <laughs> you want to be that be fat it. dad. Yeah. So that is also true. So you know, during that time, spending a week in the hospital, <clears throat> eating at random times whenever you can just putting mm-hmm. on some weights so now i'm like making an effort every day and like i wake up once that baby's sleeping and my wife has the baby for a bit then i'm like i gotta go i gotta go work yeah. out for an hour i gotta make myself work out every day for an hour i'm gonna start getting 
getting a dad bod. What's that? What's that supporter with the dad bod? Uh, Cafe master. No, no, that's that's the chef dude. Oh no, that dude, that dude's got a gut, man. That guy's like got a beer gut. Talking about the one they actually released one. There's a card of him. They released an alternate like art supporter card where it's just dad bod version of him. Oh, so, Rose. Yeah, Rose. Yeah, dad bod yeah. Rose. Right. I don't want to turn into dad bod Rose. So I've been been trying to work yeah, out dude. every day. Just taking, I will say. Yeah. When I had my first daughter, I think I lost about fifteen to twenty pounds, like really? running and all that stuff. Yeah, and like being healthy. Oh, you were being healthy daughter. during the time. Yeah, the second daughter, it's like fucking gained like forty pounds, man. So I've been the opposite, man. I just been eating whatever the fuck, you know. It's just like eating anything yeah. I want, you know, yeah. doing whatever. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I've just been <clears throat> doing whatever and then not getting normal sleep. So I feel like now I have to have to make it a priority to work out every day and be as present as I can so I can change my fair share of diapers. Yeah. Yeah. I changed the diapers on the first one. All the, every the diaper? Second. No, no, just but I was very but then the come around the second daughter I kind of turned into a shit bag. <laughs> you turned into a shit bag. <laughs> You're like, well, I don't I don't want to have to do this again. So uh, I mean I've just I make up for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you've yeah. been working. You're you're like doing so much other shit, like classes yeah. and school and everything else, when you had your second daughter. But you know, I try to yeah. try to be there to, to do a lot of the, a lot of the diapers, a lot of the feeding. I make all the yeah. bottles all night. So every time there's a bottle, it needs to be made or pick up all the other work in the house, all the cleaning and everything else, and dog work. Yeah. So definitely, I'm definitely working more now than I usually would work in my job. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like can doing like the house stuff plus baby work and dog work and all of that, it, it is definitely like a full-time job. So for those for those people that are stay-at-home parents, I mean, they're definitely clocking in their hours. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely not what people, or at least I feel like <laughs> we're now a lot more aware of the amount of work that goes into it. I mean, it was, but... uh Back in the couple of years ago, you know, people used to shit on that, but now it's a lot of work. Yeah, so. <clears throat> absolutely. But. but anyways, we're here to talk about Pokemon because I got a moment away so we could make an episode. And I'm like, hey, we should make an episode. And I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I should uh, I should actually. <laughs> I can't promise we're always going to be putting out an episode every week. But hey, here's a chance, everybody. You don't know when the next one's going to come, so. Three weeks from now. <laughs> it, no. might it might be. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I got I got all the parents coming down to spend time with the baby this summer, so I gotta be, you know, present there as well. So it's gonna get pretty pretty crazy over these next eight weeks of everyone coming to visit. I just heard I just heard no better reason to not do eight weeks in a row. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean you got all the help you can you can sneak away now. <laughs> That works when you actually see your family, not when you don't see your family for years, you know? I guess. I, I only get to see family. Like, I haven't, my mom's coming to visit. Uh, my mom's coming to visit on uh, f Saturday this week. Yeah. And she's going to be here for like an entire week. I haven't seen my mom in like three or four years. No, you haven't been married that long. Oh, no, I saw her. I saw her at the wedding. Yeah. For that one like hour, you know, hour or two. I don't think I met her. No, she was there like the day before. 
Maybe, maybe like I briefly, I, like helping I set was, up. I, man. I mean, I was hanging not out like, with her. Not like hanging out. I mean, I'm at I a was, wedding I with all the people there. You probably, yeah. you probably spent more time with my mother at the wedding yeah. than I did. But prior to that wedding, like I hadn't seen her in years, man. Oh, <laughs> like I mean, it's, yeah, okay, it's always that. very spaced out. Like I, I only get I to see that. I got the, I got the kickback and chill with her. So <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but anyway, I get you. I get you. Okay. Anyways, let's get into some the fuck is the name of our segment? <laughs> I, <laughs> I went rogue. <laughs> I went rogue. I just had no hope. I really had to let shit go. Had to rise. I won't boast till I find my pot of gold. So I'm looking at your notes here, and this is not a rogue deck. This is, this is probably about as rogue as it gets because you're just reinventing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's done it. You know, I feel like every great content creator has to create their own format or at least try and... uh you know, I think I've reached that point in life where I can influence the the game so much that people just stop playing standard and yeah, play my probably, my dude, probably. <clears throat> no, not really. Um, should go to. Oh, I think you should move to Oregon and start a cult. A cult? Yeah, Is with all a, your with all your followers, man. Yeah, and yeah, you guys stream out of the back of a card ex- shop. <laughs> exclusively play exclusively play this new format you're about to talk to us about <laughs> so here's what i'm gonna say guys uh this format you may you may find flaws but i will say i've um, played a couple of games with um, lord agwin and um sore thumb collector it's a lot of fun and here's how it started the sore thumb like was like hey i'm trying to make like a 40 card deck so it's easier to shuffle you know my little shithead kid not really he didn't say that but <laughs> having a hard time shuffling his deck I want to use supporters that doesn't require him to shuffle his deck, not really have a lot of search options to shuffle his deck, basically eliminating the need for his, while he's teaching his young kid to shuffle mm-hmm, his deck yeah. to retain his retention. Just get bigger part. hands, kid. Come on. Yeah. Bigger hands. Come on, man. It's not that hard. You know, just play fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! The cards are smaller. But no, not really. So the whole idea was to play and then just moderate on evolution lines. I think we did this a lot for the Pokemon Club anyway. We did a yeah. lot of draw cards. Um, just because it would, you know, they'd sit there and shuffle and like True. do the weird, like put it on the table and weird shit. And just <laughs> the point where they just, just cut walk- it one time and they're right. like, it's shuffled. Yeah. Like I would, there was a point where like I would just walk around and just shuffle everyone's deck. Just because, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and um, so anyway, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, like I'll, I'll, I'll build a pretty easy, you know, like, and he's like, it's kind of hard to power match. I'm all like, well. What if we just try to not fucking power match him, right? I really like this idea, but like, let's take some of the key elements of what he was trying to do with the sun and like fucking break it. And with that, I came up with this little format and I just want to talk about the amount of fun I had with it. That's that's all we're here to do. And so here's the rules. I'm just going to read down them and we can talk about it afterward. General rules, 40 card deck, four prize cards, not allowed to play EX, EX, or wait, EX and lowercase EX. GX, Break, or V Pokemon. You're allowed to use A-Spect Trainers, Prism, or Radiant Pokemon, um, but you have to follow the rules, so you're going to play one of each. Monotype, like GLC, and you can use the expanded format, so you can you have that larger pool of cards. So essentially, it's like single prizers, monotype. Um, you can use the broken Prism stars and all that shit. And then the supporter limitations, in a nutshell, is basically only allowing to use draw cards, you can't shuffle your hand into your deck. You can't play like Marnie, Colorist. So basically, you're only allowed to draw through cards out of your deck, which I know probably puts you to sleep right there. 
Um, and then also you can't do any cards that are disruptive. So you can't play like anything that's going to like gust or mill as your supporter. You're going to have to either play item cards to do so. For the item limitations, you can only use Pokemon search cards that require a flip. So like Pokeball, Lure Ball, Timer so Ball. So it's like 50% of the chance you might actually right. get to go into your deck. So just limiting mm-hmm. the amount of. Right. So it's limiting the amount that you can go and grab it. So it's it's diverting the strategy from like actually using the cards, you know, it's taking that, it's taking that strategy away, but then it's printing it back because we're using all these fucking broken expanded cards that are available to us, all these ridiculous combos. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there's some other things, some consistency cards that you're allowed to play like Poke Gear. Um, and then our gust options like Poke Catcher, Cross Switcher, Custom Catcher, Escape Rope, Switch, um, and then any Ace Bet card uh, and Trainer's Mail cards you may not be familiar with. So you can play those cards to find your, so it's not like you're ever not going to play hop for your turn. So pretty much your turn is I'm going to play hop. Hopefully I'm going to find a piece to my combo. And then you start firing away. Um, there's no limitations on tool cards, no limitations on stadium cards. And then the only thing I took away was for colorless. I didn't want anyone to use special energy that could use colorless. That gives you additional draw, like draw energy. And that's all it was. You can use speed energy because I didn't want to pull away from that archetype. But other than that, that's all it's been. And it's been a lot of fun seeing what Sore Thumb came up with. Um, Lord Agwin built two decks. And I started out building Ultra Necrozma. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So I used like, um, it's like, it's, it's, it's an old expanded deck where you play Silent Lab and then double dragon energy, and then you can attack with ultimate Necrozma with 107 or 170, just start firing away. Mm-hmm. And it just like I was sweeping house. And then they were like, dude, that's kind of fucking broken. So then I started using the I rebuilt it to use um Buzzwall. Do you remember the one that like had a well sledgehammer? The like the single prize fighting buzzwall you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. So for one fighting energy, it was funny because if you have one, if you have if your opponent has exactly four prize cards. This mm-hmm. attack does 90 more damage. So then you start swinging for 120 your very first turn or until your opponent takes a prize card. Yeah. And then that got out of hand because then you just start fucking like knocking out all their shit so they can never take a prize card. And then you just, so there's mm-hmm. like, it's just really broken, but there's ways to beat it. Um, there's a card available. It's called um, like, um, like team flare grunt, like net gear or something. Mm-hmm. And what it does is the tool card that you can put on your opponent's Pokemon, and then it makes me have an additional colorless attack. So then it slows me down a turn. Yeah. And it's not like it's broken. You can bump the stadium, you can push it in there. And so that's all I've been playing. And um, it's just been a lot of fun. And I got to I got to do a little dirty secret here. The reason why I kind of came up with all this is because I had all the cards to actually. <laughs> yeah. <this>. Just, <laughs> like this is clearly not something that most people could play. <laughs> unless you well, have like an extensive expansion. Not play well. Not yeah, play not- well, yeah, but then what's the point? Even this, like because you've made it, so this is my only qualm with it. because you made it expanded, it seems yeah. like it can be very meta-y. Like you could game it and make a meta out of it really easily right. because you're going to be picking all these OP cards from the past that exist because they were meant for other formats and Yeah. That's well, my the whole only- point. Is I didn't see you mention this. Is Colorus Experiment allowed? That's a draw five. You can put it in there. I don't know what the what's its additional ability. Discard. Then you discard into the lost zone. Yeah, I mean that's no, draw I'm, five, put two in the lost one. So what stops like, someone from just doing like a comfey? Hey, I'm just saying I don't know every single 
draw a card that's that's been out there. So uh-huh. so I didn't I didn't get the chance. But so why <clears throat> Pokey Gear three then? Because that requires a shuffle. I mean, like it's not like all not shuffle. Like hand, shuffle your hand was no, the idea. No, po- Pokey Gear, you gotta look at the top seven, right? Yeah, so the I mean, it's not to totally prevent shuffling. Oh, okay, okay. It's more so you can't shuffle your hand in. Was mm. the idea? So basically, you you have you can't just sit there and continuously draw because then now you're worried about decking yourself out. Yeah, and so you went with forty point. cards because the deck's smaller. Yeah, it's just smaller. It's a quicker, fast format. Um, the games are just lively and upbeat. I found, but then there's enough time to develop strategy and have fun. So yeah, and four prize cards. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. The four prize and the buzz. I mean, that does seem like a bad interaction. No, I think the Ultra Beasts need to be banned. To be honest. Yeah, that, that's. So. I, I, I honestly, I mean, I, I could never do it because I don't have expanded cards. I, yeah. I feel like this would be better not expanded. It would be, it would be more like a pre-release, but with planning, more planning, right. like an open. Because, you know, this is very similar to, like, a pre-release. Because if you look mm-hmm. at the supporters, right, pre-releases always give you fucking hops and a bunch mm-hmm. of random draw. You got flip cards. They don't they don't give you that many search cards in most pre-release kits. This is kind of like that. But how fucking fun is it? But now you get to choose your evolution lines that you're yeah. doing. That's kind of, that's cool. But and that's I, what's fun about pre-releases, right? You're flipping that Pokeball and you're like, oh, come on. Yeah, you know? I, I, do, I do like this idea of just drawing and flipping, not mm-hmm. being able to just search for things, just having that complete, the complete randomization is pretty fun, but the randomization isn't fun if people can meta, make the game too much of a meta. Like if if you need to find a supporter because of Buzzwall, but then you can't find a supporter, or sorry, or you can't find a, a Pokemon because you can't use an Ultra Ball, or quick mm-hmm. ball, like that's pretty shitty. Hey, but then at the end of the day, you just say, "Well, my flip tells." You know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it. Or you all just play Buzzwall. <laughs> no, Buzzwall is pretty fucking broken, and I wasn't even using strong energy to where it does yeah. twenty more damage, just for the energy alone. Yeah, it's fucking buku. And then I was playing it with a Sudo Wudo, the Watch and Learn one. I don't know if yeah. you remember this, like from Sun and Moon, to where it mimics their attack that they just did. So, like, if I'm losing. Yeah. Put a counter ninja on there, and then I'm just fucking instantly attacking whatever yeah, I you wanna, just did. I want to do this with Comfey Sableye and just make a deck where you're just playing Comfey Sableye and just yeah. fucking like just lost zoning, you know, get quick race as fast as you can to get the Sableye's out and then just Sableye, Sableye, Sableye the whole game. I mean, it's it's not meant to be like that balanced in a way. Um, the reason why I wanted to do expanded two is because there's a lot of really cool old cards that are still in the expanded format that just get uh-huh. don't get played because expanded fucking dumb. Mm. With like the turn one tag team GX, you know, all that oh, bullshit. Gotcha. One that I want to do again, it's an old deck. It's called Wobbats. And there's a psychic uh, Crobat evolution line where you evolve into a Golbat and I think you put two damage counters wherever you want or maybe just one. And then you evolve into Crobat and then you put um then that one's two mm-hmm. and then you follow up with um wabafet who has an ability that if it's in the active only psychic pokemon have abilities so you oh, yeah. can still continue to use your probats abilities mm. but then you lock all of theirs and then it's attack for a psychic and a colorless it just it does um it does whatever damage the active pokemon has so it like doubles it plus 10 mm-hmm. 
And so basically you only need so many. So you'd only have to use a couple of Colbats or Golbats while you're locking it. Yeah. It's just awesome. So I just want to like, it allows me to rebuild old decks and expanded like mm-hmm. when they were standard. But that was the whole idea. It was maybe it's more selfish than anything. <laughs> I do like the smaller <laughs> deck though idea. Like, yeah, that's something pretty interesting. We haven't messed with that because, you know, we can't do that online. But right. it, it is interesting to just change the amount of cards you can put in your deck and see how that, you know, especially with this draw. I mean, that mm-hmm. definitely allows you to get through the deck. Also, you could worry about decking yourself out much faster. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of... That'd be pretty cool, because you still have four of everything. Yeah. And now you can really pick and choose just what you want. Get, like, a really focused archetype, because you only got 40 cards, and you can build around just making sure you can pull this thing off. Yeah. Just one thing, so that's pretty neat. I don't like the expanded, but that's also me coming from a place of I own no expanded cards, and I would... I wouldn't buy expanded cards to be able to mess with this. I'll, I'll send you some expanded cards, all right, man. If like if that's what it's gonna take. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I mean it doesn't have to necessarily be expanded, but you know maybe we could have difficulties and expanded would be hard mode. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nick can't handle hard mode. Can't. Nick will be over there fucking riding the bunny slopes all day. <laughs> 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 no, I, I could see the merit. I mean, I could see the fun with, um, you know, because if you do just single prizes with a 60 card deck, there's there's decks out there that exist, right? That right, but I like single si- types. E- even just single, but you, this is monotype, which is cool. Yeah. Monotype, so it's like GLC, but only mm-hmm. 40 cards. I mean, that's pretty neat. And then all the draws. Yeah. Like, I think even just that limiting factor takes away all those decks, right? Because, like, yes, Lost Box exists. But Lost Box, when you make it monotype, is missing most of the tricks. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to use Comfey and only Sableye. Like, you lose the, you know, you lose Cram. You lose Kyogre. You lose, like, all the other the Greninja, all the other mm-hmm. stuff that would usually be there that gets yeah. taken away. So like even those decks that exist that are single prize like they they noticeably become changed. I guess that Bolton deck that Sora always played mm-hmm. would be good. Although did that Bolton did it rotate out? I don't know, man. I mean, we're the ones putting ourselves in a box saying standard only. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> well, when you don't say standard only, you do open up all the all the meta decks. They do all become possible. Standard only almost seems like you cut off all the meta decks. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I can play fucking Dragon. You know, you can play Fairy again. I'm just saying. there's (laughs) Single prize, because we all want to play single prize Fairy Pokemon. Dude, those are the worst. (laughs) They they would have a bunch of tricks. They're always so bad, man. (laughs) It's like... This was just my attempt to kind of tap into the little GLC scene that was going on within Mm. the, you know, because I don't have enough cards... Of one of to build a GLC deck, but I did have enough play sets to create my own little modern. So I do like anyways. this better. I like that better than GLC because I don't like the one ofs in GLC. Mm-hmm. I do like that this isn't one of. I like monotype. I like that you can play four of cards. Yeah. That is fun. That is pretty interesting. I would probably then, fuck around with that as a standard version. How do you feel about like, but then like if we make it, how are you going to gust? You're going to have to use like Pokemon Catcher. Yeah, it's a flip card. Okay. It's a flip, man. It's another flip. Rather than doing something, oh, you I could do cross switcher. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's hard. I was thinking, it's hard yeah. to do it right, and you're at, you only got forty cards. But no, pokey catcher. Yeah. Fucking. Because I did have cross switcher in here. I was playing cross switcher with him. 
And when you're yeah. drawing and you're not shuffling in and your opponent doesn't have Marnie, you get it eventually. Yeah. So I guess cross switch would be enough because that'd be even harder than Pokey Catcher because then you'd have yeah. to account for the switch. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're kind of selling there's, there. There's, there's ways, man. I like okay. all the just fucking... Just drawing threes, those are great. <laughs> yeah. Would all you these, fuck around with it, man? If I if we if we took the training wheels off and or wait, or kept the training wheels on, I should say, and played in the standard format, you know, since you yeah, have some th- weird I think I can fuck around with it. Yeah, standard. if we do standard, I can fuck around with it. I'll throw together a forty card deck and Yeah. I'm gonna tell everyone around Nick has never, <laughs> ever, ever fucked with expanded. Like the only time I got him to play expanded was him letting me play with an expanded deck one time. And he was like, he just stopped. He's like, man, this isn't even fun. <laughs> he, <laughs> he won't even like, I was like, Hey, I could, I have two expanded decks. And he's like, no, I don't even want to. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I have, I have this disdain for, for expanded man. Just don't like what most of the cards look like. Mm-hmm. Don't like all these having to remember all these old mechanics that they were meant for other times. Now you're throwing them all together, just trying to make the most broken thing you can. I mean, I I think the game was meant to have fucking radiant Pokemon and Ace Spec trainers to be to be used together in harmony. I agree. I think that's what it should have been. Fucking need a Prism Stadium while you're at it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, all so. the one of us, you know. <laughs> they were so powerful you could only put one of each card but let's put them all in a deck well my thing too was like i have all these really fucking cool ace back cards do you know what yeah. life do does i do and there's saying. a fucking when you play expanded there's like special energies multiple options of special energies for everything you for can every think type. of for every That's type exact- and whatever weird yeah. shit you're trying to do it's like oh is there an energy that uh i don't know makes them discard uh, energy when they attack me there probably is i don't know there's probably, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. the prize fucking. I have one ed- that's called. Yeah, what what is it called? Is that really unit a thing? Energy. Huh? Yeah, I think that's a thing. I have one that's called unit energy. Yeah, it has it's a like, three. It's kind of like. Yeah, has a three. Thing. So I mean, to, I mean you, crazy yeah. shit, dude. It's just everything you can think of exists already, right. somewhere in expanded. That's well, why I don't like. It's it's cool because I could just use what rainbow energy, right? I could just use that. I could just use a roar energy, but no, I can go flashy and be like, hey. I have this card that meets these specific needs of what I have, and I don't even have to use fucking rainbow energy. That's pretty cool. Yep. Just saying. Fucking double dragon energy? What the hell is that? Dragon are too good already. You don't need fucking double. Hey, Ultra Crossbow would not work without it. I just got to put that out there. So what if I, I don't know. I will say if if we keep going the expanded route, you know, whenever we play and dad's not home, (coughs) Nick, or we bust out our illegal expanded decks, I mean think ultra beasts are probably need to go because those have always been kind of broken especially when they're the you know they're like basics and they just start fucking swinging yeah especially when the prize card rule is manipulated dumb shit happens at that point um yeah doesn't like fucking baby blounds do some obscene shit yeah the, the psychic one yeah no the, it would only the, work like even the the fire one I don't know, man. Yeah, there was that uh, baby Blounds fire thing. Isn't that just like discard fire energy or something from your hand? I mean, yeah. that shit would be so easy, I think, to do. Because now, I mean, it's so easy to get them set up. But I mean, think about it. You're not going to have to hit more than 170 HP. So you sometimes you're overdoing it. Yeah. So. True. 
True that. You're looking up Baby Blount? Yeah, I was looking at I think, what is it called? Yeah, like Blazer. Uh, if it's a fire energy, the attack does 50 more damage. No, that one wouldn't be. It would be the um, it'd be the No, Fireball one. Circus. Yeah. No, this, discard any number of fire energy card from your hand. This attack does 50 damage for each card you discard in this way. I mean, if you were playing with draws, isn't Welder still a draw? No, because you can accelerate energy. Oh, you said no no accelerating energy off your Right, no, no additional effects, just pure gotcha. draw for the most part. You know, they can have ah. stipulations like tag team trainer. Yeah. You know, but if it but and the whole idea is you're just drawing. Gotcha. Well, would colors be an an effect then since you're putting Probably, two cards yeah. in the lost zone? It has to be Probably just so. a pure at that point, might why not just make it only draw threes? Right, that would make it easier. Different versions yeah. of hops and friends of Galar and yeah, you friends of Sino. You can just use as many draw threes as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would mean then you would guarantee to to have a bunch. Yeah, that that would well, anyway, simplify it. I call this Turdo. It's like Turbo, but not as good. So we call it Turdo. That's all it yeah. is. I don't. Maybe I'm on something here. Maybe I'm not. I've had a lot of fun with it. You know, I was kind of nervous about bringing it up here, but you know, because we were going to shit on it, but it's okay. Hey, I didn't completely shit on it. I see some, I see some merit. Some of it intrigues me. Yeah. It's like if I wrote a book and then you like rip the first 50 pages out and you're like, here's your book. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, it's what it feels like. Hey, sometimes your ideas, I only shit on them. Like when? Um, Like when you pick cards for for sets that are coming out and you haven't read them yet and then i just shit on you don't shit on my ideas you just shit on my lack of <laughs> lack of preparation yeah okay i don't know it's been a uh, while i feel like i've shit on something at some point speaking of mean things you've done <laughs> i think it's been a year it's been over a year since the switch incident <clears throat> i still have the video of it on my computer yeah, that's good. I have it on my phone still. Good. It's nice like, to, yeah. when you're having a rough day. Yeah? <laughs> you just really? open up that video. No, no, I, not really. But My favorite, I will say the best part about it is when I finally go and I pick one out and I'm talking the whole time about why I'm being punished. <laughs> and I finally find one. And I'm like, I'm doing the right thing. I'm taking the leaves off and I make it more efficient. <laughs> and I take, you know, I finally break it and I give it a, you know, I just give it a little swing and it goes, now like you can hear just, yeah and i was like and my broke, face is like <laughs> broke the sound barrier you know <laughs> and then my face is like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> you're like what have i got myself into yeah well, cool anyway. well it's time to move on i'm gonna have a segment for us today called pokey stunks <laughs> what are they doing here they're selling mortimer well that's ridiculous Unless that crop report. God help us. I told you we shouldn't have committed everything, you asshole. I gotta get Wilson and tell him to sell. <laughs> okay, so for today's segment, Pokey Stonks, I wanted to review cards that are either trending upwards in value or cards that are taking a nosedive. And I thought of this because the other day, really wanted to buy a grill. I didn't want to spend my real money. And I had all these Pokemon cards that I haven't been using. 
Because then, you know, I just had like any deck I wanted to build, I just had them. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to play these decks. And, you know, I feel like rotation is going to rotate more things out because I think the next rotation is going to happen to get us back on normal track. So it's like, what co what cards are, are trending in value that I could just drop them off real, real quick, sell them, make a buck, and buy a grill using only Pokemon card money? So need that a fucking grill, dude. What? I'm saying. <laughs> I need a fucking grill. Yeah, man. I uh, got I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to take some notes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I thought of. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, this could be a segment. Looking at the cards that are going up, and some of these people missed the boat. Some of these were real high peaking, and now they're dipping. And it, it just reinforces the idea that you probably shouldn't buy packs of Pokemon cards because most cards are not worth shit <laughs> after a little bit. <laughs> like, they're really not. This is a really cheap game. So I'm going to go over some of the cards that have either taken a nosedive from a good place, they were really high, and then they dropped, or... They're trending up and holding a surprisingly high value. So if you got them sitting in bulk or a bunch of copies, maybe you're going to take them to your local store, sell them when they're high. You know, if the store is going to give you 60, 70% or whatever in cash, if you're lucky to have a store like that, go sell them quick, you know, get some cash and buy yourself a grill. So first one up, Radiant Greninja. This card sadly has taken a nosedive. If you had sold this card in like the late April, you were sitting around like a $7 card roughly, a little over seven bucks a piece. And since then, it has dipped all the way down to like $4 right now. Still worth a decent I, amount. I mean, if you I got, had like six of those motherfuckers. Yeah, but there you go. Like if you got six uh, Radiant Greninja sitting in your binder and you're not gonna like have more than one or two decks or something built at a time, get rid of those motherfuckers like still even at four because they're not gonna i mean i don't think they're gonna keep shooting up like no no they hit their peak a lot of cards hit their peak in here it's because we had lots of regionals and stuff coming up and it's just yeah. dropping now but four dollars so that we went from seven to four just in the last month or so is what happened with radiant greninja so that one that one's not a good pokey stonk that one is dropping next one sky seal stone mega drop if you had this card like back in late March, this card was sitting around like an $8 card, seven, $8 late March into early April. And it just continues this path of dropping. It is now sitting at like a $2 card. So going from like seven, eight to $2 in the last you know month and a half. Sucks for Sky Steel, Seal Stone. Yeah, it's only gonna go down from there too. Next one, this is a surprisingly good card to sell that is holding a very high value, Raikou V. Raikou V, to this day, it's dropping some, but it's still above $5 for this card. And when this card came out, this was dirt cheap. Back in early March, this card was, card was like a two-buck card. And then it shot as high as $7 in April, sitting around the $7 mark in April, and then we're down now to $5, like $5.50, somewhere around there in the mid-range. So if you got a bunch of these sitting around, some people do. I used to have a bunch of them. And yeah. this this would be a good one to sell some. <laughs> I thought I had a bunch, right? Yeah. They would go in this page. They do not. Yeah. You see where they would go? Yep. It's interesting because they're gonna as I go through this list, you're gonna notice a pattern, but a lot of the lightning Pokemon from that Maridon EX deck have all plummeted in value and they've, they've been consistently going down so uh it might be a time to get out I don't, I don't think that deck's doing great i'm actually it actually is performing pretty well recently but the card values are just not there anymore 
people got their fill of it. Next one is Sableye from Lost Origin. It had its peak. It still holds a decent value. So if you got a bunch of these Sableye with the Lost Mine attack, maybe you want to sell them if you're not going to play Lost Box. They're sitting about $3.30 a piece for the, the Hollow Foils. So that's been a pretty consistent track. Their highest point ever was actually late March. Late March, they hit a peak at like $6.00. Yeah, probably picking up regionals. Yeah, and then now we're going sitting at like threes. So, you know, not bad. Not a bad one to sell if you're not going to play it. You got a bunch of them. Maybe you have four or five of these sitting around. Sell them. Get yourself $15 towards a grill. <laughs> Next one. This card is trending up. A good one. Umbreon VMAX. If you are not playing Umbreon VMAX and have no intention of playing them, sell them. Because I, I got four of them. Both Austin and I have predicted that E cards, we think they're gonna rotate. We think yeah. we think E's are gonna rotate to get us back on the normal rotation track. Well, this is an E marked card. This is as high as I've ever seen this card. Like in the last three months, this is the highest ever. We're sitting at nine dollars a piece for now, reg, regular Umbreon V Max. Remember, this was like a thirty dollar card when it Oh. No, the old like the other arts are not the no, regular. No, when this one first dropped. Oh, oh, maybe when it first dropped, like yeah. it was a 20, 20, 30 buck card. But that's any card, right? When it first, when the set first comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th this has settled and been sitting down in in the lower like fives and sixes for a while. Yeah. But now we're up to nine dollars. Like that starts getting into some serious grill money right there. When you start getting to <laughs> like you, you get start, close, you can start thinking about attachments there. Yeah, you start getting <laughs> to, you buy yourself a smoking stone, man. I got a smoking stone for my grill yeah that i put in there man it's been great i've been i smoked myself those ribs four hours nice and slow yeah. delicious dude delicious so umbreon v max nine bucks it's a good change next one giratina v star complete flop this car look, look at this graph can you see my notes here do you see this graph yeah i see it man yeah <laughs> giratina v star hit a high at the end of march sitting around ten dollars and just continuously plummeting. Now we're down at like 650 for these V-Stars. And this was like the poster child card, you know, from Lost Origin or whatever. So pretty crazy. Surprisingly enough, though, I'm going to be going over some tournament data after this. And maybe this card's going to shoot up in value because it actually just did incredibly well in the Milwaukee Regional. So if you got them, maybe it's about this time to see that graph tilt the other way, unless there's just a huge population of them. But this card's actually performing well. Pull them out all of your binders and start trying to... You know, Get ready. Watch them. watch TCG player because I'm pretty sure these guys are going to start going up. So they're at an all-time low, but I think they could go up from here. Or if you're I a true... I would yeah. say this. The second you start monitoring TCG player of when you need to sell your cards, you've already lost your money. It's not worth your time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is true, yeah. And that's why you got to tune in every week here to Pokey Rogue. We're going to give you... Right, we'll just give you... The, we'll just give you... <laughs> or every four weeks, I don't know. Okay, next is Gardevoir from Chilling Rain. This is the Shining Arcana one. Man, this one took a dive, and now it's kind of leveling out. It had its yeah. peak late March... Gardevoir EX came out. People were ready. And this took a big hike up at like $7, $7, a piece. Man, they were yeah. so high. And I'll tell you what, man. I went through all the bulk boxes during this time. Yeah. I pulled them out of all the bulk boxes. I took them and I took them right back to the store and I sold them. You were one of those. You're a fucking gouger, man. Oh. I took them out. I, grabbed, I kept some for me. 
kept four for me. But man, right. I took out like 16 of these bad boys from a box. I took them. I traded them in for store credit. Yeah, it's yep. like I, I need to need to make some diapers. Uh, you, do you guys do? Does it, I did that when these like? were when these were high. Yeah, you dirt bag. Yeah, but now they've dropped from that very high point, dropped down to like the three dollar range. Still good for a random foil rare. I mean, yeah. I I remember at a time when Chilling Rain came out. I remember having like fucking sixteen twenty of these. I mean, yeah. if I if I had twenty of these at like three four dollars a piece, I would sell them. I probably have roughly that many. Yeah, I would still sell yeah. them now. You know, if you got them and people will give you the credit for it, you're not going to, this is your best chance to do it. Mm-hmm. Next one. This card is insane. Insanely valuable. The value is just keeps going up. Forest Seal Stone. This is a I, card. I can't see that. Forest Seal Stone. If you got this card in your collection right now, this is the card you need to sell to get that grill. This bad boy, man, this hollow foil is sitting at $10.89 market value. God damn. This has gone up from March being a $3 card to now a $10.80 card, basically $11 card. This is the card that if you bought a bunch of them, if you got a bunch of them sitting around, sell them. You got 10 of these, man? You got a whole fucking grill right there. I mean, I think I've got a little bit better taste than you, man. I'm saying, I don't think I'd set off a $100 grill. I don't want something I'm going to Oh, no. Well, spring. it depends how big you want, too. <clears throat> Yeah. I got like this really nice small grill, but it's really, mm-hmm. it's expensive for being small. It's like a $200 grill, but it's only meant for like two to three people to use. Yeah. It's like made of, um, what the fuck is it called? Like a ceramic exterior shaped like an egg. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, a, it's a grill, sl- it's a grill and smoker at the same time. It's like a smoker yeah. because of the ceramic shell. Yeah. But yeah, they're super nice, but they're small. Like they make oh. bigger versions of it. If I wanted to get a bigger version, it would have been like a $400 grill. But I, I got the version because I'm the only one who's like eating meat all the time. So right. yeah, all, and all your friends and family. Yeah, no, no one's around sleep, me. So. so I don't need yeah. I don't need the four hundred dollar version of it. The two hundred dollar version, man, is the best grill I've ever had. Super yeah. small. Yeah, dude. It, it just keeps in the heat, dude. The ceramic shell of it, it keeps yeah. in the heat. Oh man. You gotta there, post a link to it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna do this now. I'm gonna go and sell all my <laughs> sell, and buy yourself a grill, dude. I want to buy myself <laughs> a grill. That the more I want to see how much you get back in money and then go get yourself a grill. And then okay. when we return, this is going to be a grilling podcast. That's what's going to happen. You're a dad now. We're just going to start talking We're just about, talking about grilling. We're going to slowly phase out the Pokemon shit. All right. Well, okay. Four Steel Stone. There you go. That's your biggest one to make your money back. Next one. Failure of a card. Maridon EX. Talked about this deck. Every card associated with this deck has been going down in value. It had its high. If you got this card in March, this was a, like a $30 card. 30 bucks, man. People really wanted to play this deck. They had a lot of faith in this deck. And then, you know, you get the hype at the beginning. It comes out. It starts going down. Once we start getting into late March into April, man, this thing's dropping down. 20, 10, and now here we are. (laughs) $2.64. And bulk. Fucking bulk EX card now, man. It's, It's insane. This is probably the biggest flop on the list. I mean, there's not many cards that go 30 to 2 in like, yeah. you know, a month that and quick. a half. Yeah, no. I mean, ever. Yeah, that's... Damn. People really had hype. The next one also goes with that deck, Regilecki VMAX. This card spiked real hard when that set when that deck came out. Mm-hmm. Regilecki VMAX was a bulk card at like $5, and then it shot up in late March, April, and was sitting around 20 bucks, like $18, $20 VMAX card. And now it's dropped all the way down to like $5 again. 
But Damn. if you, it's still a card that's worth selling. If you got them in your binder and you have no intention of playing them, hey, a card that brings five dollars a piece, that's still some money. You got four line, that's twenty bucks. Yeah. Okay, next one. This is a surprising rare card. I didn't know this was a thing. It's from Lost Origin. It's a Cresselia. Regular rare card from Cresselia. I guess it's a hollow rare. But hollow rare from Lost Origin, Cresselia, was a non-existent like bulk card worth less than a dollar in March. And it has now shot up in in April, shot up to as high as like four something. And now it's settling around $3 a piece. Yeah, something probably you probably have a shit ton of and you don't realize. Yeah, it. you might have a bunch. If you got four of them sitting around, you got more than four, go trade them in now. Get yourself twelve dollars. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna shoot back up much higher, but I mean, hey, three dollars a piece for this random card is still good. Next one, another failure of for the market, Gardevoir EX. Mm. Gardevoir EX, March was like a you know, fifteen, sixteen dollar card, continuously dropping. Now it's sitting around two dollars and fifty cents. That's bulk. I wouldn't pay more than a dollar for it. Yep, two dollars and fifty cents. Also surprising because it's still doing very well in the regionals, but it's just become very cheap. To be to be fair, it is a pretty ugly card. Yeah. So the yeah. next one is also a huge bump in value. This is a good one if you got them sitting around. Ooh. Time to sell them. Here we go. Dragonite V. Dragonite V, this is a promo Dragonite V. It's an E card. Uh, E, so it may be a rotating out card. This is the one with the Shred and the Dragon Gale attack, that 250, it does 20 damage to each of your bench Pokemon. I think they use it in Lost lost Zone decks. But this guy has gone from being like in the March area, it's like a $5, $6 card. Now we're sitting at $10.50. Man, I've seen these in like bulk V boxes before, mm-hmm. like at stores, like where they were. We they sell bulk V's at some of my stores for like two, just any V, and there's a two dollar card. And I've yeah. seen these in there before, and these are sitting at ten dollars and fifty cents. So if you got some Dragonite V promo cards with that Dragon Gale, and you're not intending on using them, this is your chance. I mean, it's not the highest it's been. It's been as high as like twelve dollars, twelve thirteen dollars in that range, but. Still ten fifty. That's still a pricey card if you're not going to use them. Yeah, it's definitely worth getting rid of. I mean, I know those code cards for a while were two or three bucks when they first oh, really? came out. Yeah, I mean, this has been a year now, a year and a half, but fucking almost two years when that that card first came out because <clears throat> I was trying to fuck with fucking with Melanie, so I didn't pay that much for the code cards online, so I could yeah try to build a deck with it using Melanie. But yeah, well, damn. There you go. I think I'm gonna do it. It's a lot of effort, but I think. I mean, if you got a store, tactful about it. I think I'm gonna. If you got enough, you got enough. Do you have a store that pays a decent? Be like, hey, I need a grill. Yeah. Do you do you have a store that will pay you a a decent amount? Trade. I think they. Yeah, I think they do all right. It's still. I don't know. It's a smaller store. Would feel kind of shitty. In some ways, it's not like a bigger store. I mean, they're, they're but, card, but people can, are going to use them. Like, if they have, if they have a player base, they'll make their money because these are playable cards. Yeah. You know, if they got a player base for it, then these are the cards that a lot of players would want. Right. You got to, you got to, and you got to gauge it too, right? If you go to a store and they're like, they've got fucking 34 seal stones, then like, yeah. you know, they had them in bulk and they decided to pull them out of bulk. Uh-huh. Now that, you know, like they're, they, they're aware that the same Exactly. Time, so. Yeah. So you got to be so the big store in town 
they have people that are constantly going through their bulk. They're constantly like they're aware of the trends. So that would be very difficult. They have like three or four players. They wouldn't they wouldn't them. buy the stuff even though the there's a demand. And that's they probably th- would have it. Yeah, oh, okay, gotcha. Bringing, they're always bringing in bulk. They're See, always, some, yeah. some stores, like, they have such a big online base. Like, the, the store also sells on TCG Player. Mm-hmm. And those stores, like, for them, they're going to move this stuff regardless. Yeah. You know, if, if they give you $5 for the Seal Stone, they're going to sell it for $10 that day on TCG Player because they are selling on TCG Player at that price. Right. And you can no, look at the top-selling cards and see that some of these, these cards are still selling. You know, I guess I don't. I don't have that. I don't have that opportunity. Or I play. They don't. One has one. Yeah, that sells TCG, but they sell like vintage shit. Like yeah. they only do like big name stuff or big ticket items on there. See, and like the my, other one, like I said, there's such a large enough player base. They don't need to do yeah. that. Like one of my stores. I mean, they just don't. They don't look into like why something is. They just go. They're just very generic. They're like, we're gonna pay you this amount. We're mm-hmm. just gonna look it up on TCG Player. Pay you this yeah. percent. Whatever. So I have a store that does that. And they're just like yeah. a they're like a fifty percent cash value. They're just gonna mm-hmm. look it up and give it. They they could give a shit what the card is. They just do it. Right. What it's about to, if it's about to rotate. Yeah. And then I have yeah. a guy I sell to who goes to shows and stuff. Now he'll pay you more than that, but mm-hmm. he knows like what's trending, what's too high. So like yeah. he's more interested in stuff for collectors. But like he's my guy I sell to. If I have like alt arts and shit that I pull that I don't want, I'll go mm-hmm. and sell it to him because he'll give me 60, 70% cash value on an alt art that he knows he can f- sell to a collector for a premium. Right. Like he'll buy that stuff at 60, 70 because he's like, okay, I'll buy this. I know I'm going to sell it. But he yeah. won't buy something like a Forest Seal Stone because he's like, right. I, I know this is just, you know, this isn't going to stay. Right. Just type. <clears throat> yeah. He's not going to buy Sableye. No, he won't even fuck around with that stuff. Like, if for me, if I went that kind of stuff, he might, he would look at characters. Like, he bought a bunch of like Evolution stuff from me before just because it mm-hmm. was an Evolution. Yeah. He'll like, I'll buy any Evolution V, V Max, whatever, even if it's, yeah. it, it could be a $2.50 card, but he'll buy it for me for two bucks because he's like, I know I can sell these for, you know, three, four bucks, whatever, any yeah. day because kids want them. And if he puts them all together, then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, man. So that's what I have there. It's time to get into some fuck the meta and talk about some data. Good morning, you too. Morning. Got your results back. uh, uh, I'm sorry, but the test was positive. You're a basic bitch. Okay, so I'm not going to be data heavy here. I'm just going to kind of go over some results and Talk about some in, some decks that are performing well based on the most recent Milwaukee Regional. This just happened this weekend, so this is like the most up-to-date thing we've probably ever put out. Like, an event just happened, and now here we are talking about it. We're like, like we a, planned it. We're like a real content creator or something. <laughs> Breaking news from Milwaukee. <laughs> Gardevoir, he exits one. Yeah. <laughs> So what yeah, so Henry Band, all my, fuck that. So okay. here we go. So I'm gonna go over, just talk about the top 16 decks. And keep in mind, I talked about these cards that were failing in value. A lot of these cards that were on the downtrend that weren't doing well financially and weren't performing well in online tournaments, all of a sudden are kicking ass in Milwaukee. 
So mm -hmm. you may see, if you're playing to sell some of these, some of these cards, you may actually see an uptick in their value because there's a lot of Gardevoir EX that did very well mm -hmm. here and Giratina and things like that. So here we go. First place in Milwaukee, Gardevoir EX. This oh, deck yeah. was on a downtrend, wasn't doing so hot, and Henry Brand takes it. Second place, Lost Zone Toolbox with Kyogre. I believe they also play the Dragonite in there. Third place, Arceus V-Star, Giratina V-Star. Remember, Giratina was failing. It wasn't doing well. We're going to see a lot of Giratinas topping here, making it really far in Milwaukee. Fourth place, Azul with Lost Zone Toolbox, Kyogre. Fifth place, Mew. Pfft, terrible, terrible. Why is Mew still here? Sixth place, Lost Zone, Toolbox, Kyogre. Seventh place, Gardevoir, EX again. Eighth place, Mew. Ninth place, Mew. Please stop it. Make it stop. Is Tenth it double turbo, Mew? That's just good. Tenth place, Lugia, V-Star, Archeops. So Lugia is still a good deck. Uh, I actually saw the list of this one. This They play uh, Urshifu. They play Single Strike Urshifu, but they're using Tyranitar instead of Umbreon. I think they're missing out, man. I still think Umbreon's the way to go. Yeah, I, I think they need... I, I wish they would have played Umbreon, then yeah. I could have bought a grill. <laughs> then I would have shot the Umbreons even higher. Eleventh yeah. place, Mew, VMAX. 12th place, Arceus V-Star, Giratina V-Star. Again, another Giratina. 13th place, Lugia V-Star, Archeops. 14th, Maridon EX Flaffy. There's the Maridon EX that's been tanking in value that everyone says is shitty. It's not very good. Well, there it go. It just got 14th place in a tournament that had 1,112 players. Um, that's still not the top 1%, so. Well, top Sorry. 1%. <laughs> Yeah, yeah maybe not top, top 1%. Not so. top one, sorry. I'm not convinced. 15th place, Lugia V-Star, Archeops. Again, 16th place, Lost Zone Toolbox, Radiant Greninja. So focus on the Radiant Greninja. So those are your top 16. I mean, I see Gardevoir is still there. It's still prevalent. Yeah. Arceus Giratina seems to be the way that people are playing Arceus. Yeah. It's doing well. We still got Lugias. There were four Mews in the top 1%. Are we not going to talk about that? Yeah. I'm saying. Mews to play. In the top 1%. Yeah, is the play? Yeah, up, if you want to yeah. be a fucking meta player. I mean, if you want to be that guy. But if you're... If I think you're, at this point, I think at this point, it's okay to play Mew at this point. Like, no, because everyone's playing it. It's been ragged on. It's been shit on. Its name's been drugged through the mud for long enough. I think it's okay to finally play Mew. It's never okay to play Mew. Fuck off. I'm saying. Why? You you just want to play Muse so you can so you can win with it or something? I don't know, so can, man. So I can win for once. I would feel I would feel like I did nothing. I achieved nothing if I won something with Mew. You think I would, so? I would, I would have to I would have to probably take that money I won at the regional. Yeah. I'd have to spend it on hard drugs just to deal with myself. I thought you would make this wholesome and say you would donate it to a husky charity. No, man, I would have to, I would feel so bad about myself. I'd probably have to do drugs. Hard drugs? You wouldn't even do like a psychedelic drug just to, to ease the pain? You're like, you just fucking hard drugs where you go? No, man, I'd have to go right, I have to go all the way. Oh, Fent fentanyl, or, fentanyl or bust, man. That's, that's, I gotta that's tell you're you playing you. When we're done with this, I'm going to tell you a story about an old boss. But anyway, so you got more notes. <laughs> Okay, so these are the top 16. Now, I threw down some notable ones that made it to the top 10% that played some different stuff. Because there's a lot of this repeating over and over and over again. 
But here are some notable ones that played something a little different, but still made it to the top 124, roughly 10%, you know, a little under. They're, these guys actually don't go higher than the 10%. But mm-hmm. So 28th place, yes, uh, Yehoshua Tate played Inteleon VMAX with Rapid Strike Urshifu. So that Inteleon VMAX Urshifu deck, you know, some yeah, people play that. That's, that's really good. Yeah. It's good. Hey, got 28th place out of 1,112 players. That's good. That's a good deck. Yeah. 47th place, another Inteleon VMAX from Man. Eddie North. You know they were just being dicks. They were like, you know, they're like, Cheryl. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they yeah. were. But it's no just interesting to see Cheryl. a couple a couple of them. It was only two of them yeah. that did it. You know, there's only a few. But those mm-hmm. few people, that tells you that a very small percentage played that deck, right? Yeah. And the few that did, you know, they had some success playing that deck. You know, if they played it in large number. Like, I I would like to know how many people played Mew. Because Mew was already talked about as a play leading up to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Mew is one of those decks that probably got played very, very heavily because it was talked about. I was listening to some other podcasts, and they were talking about how it's been winning all these online tournaments, having huge success. So I think people went into the tournament saying Mew is the play. They probably played a lot of Mew. Yeah. And we see, of course, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If like 30% of the meta is Mew, I, I should expect a large amount of Mew to be making it to the top. Yeah. An equal representation. Oh. Next up here. I mean, because I roughly, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep going back on yep. it. Because it looks like, I mean, fucking well over 30% of uh, the top 1% was mute. Just saying. The top 1%. Yeah. Yeah, top 1%. From 11 up, 4 up, that's more than 30%. You know what? You know what? It's probably double turbo mute. And they probably did well because no one was playing Shatter Rider VMAX. That's why. So. Man, yeah. I have I have like fucking never lost to double turbo Mew with yeah. my with my Shadow Rider Calyrex V. Yeah, I know. With the lock, yeah. man, it doesn't happen. Yeah. That's why. That's but why you lose to all this other shit. <laughs> I don't, hey man, that deck's done well. All I right. don't know. <laughs> okay, next up, no one just plays it, man. Next up, eighty first place, Zach Zamora. Jesus played a fucking Origin Palkia deck. Origin Foreign <laughs> Palkia V Star, a straight old school Palkia V Star deck. I, I imagine this is like someone's dad that just never bought another deck. Yeah, and he just showed up and like just had a good run. Just had a pretty good, pretty good yeah. time. Went to you know day two, still played pretty well. Got eighty first playing. That shows you though, like you don't always have to buy the latest and greatest. I mean, I'm sure there, I'm sure there weren't many people playing Palkia V-Star. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was a very small percent, and yet here one is in the top 10% of the tournament, so maybe that was actually a pretty good deck to play if people played a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Next up, okay, these two. This one goes out to Null, man. Two people played Darker Eye V-Star and made it to the top 10%. <laughs> James Funk and Michael Dones, both of them, Darker Eye V-Star, 100th place and 110th place out of 1,100. 12 nice. players right at the 10 percent mark right at that 10 they both hugged in there but the fact that two people played it they both came right around the 10 percent 10 percent like that's that tells you that that is a real deck okay it's apparently a deck man if you pick it anytime you can make it to the top 10 percent of a large yeah. tournament like you had to be playing a real deck you can't make um, it to the top 10 percent with a tournament with a sizable number of players playing some jank. You can't do it. 
Are you, are you willing to back that up? <laughs> okay, size, sizable. Say 200 or more players. Yeah. Complete. If you can get any deck with 200 or more players in the tournament, if you can play into the top 20, mm-hmm. and it has like a decent, it has to have a decent amount of rounds. Like is it, if it has 10 rounds or so altogether from start to finish, if you've played 10 rounds, mm-hmm. it's got to be a decent deck to do it. Even this Dark Rye V-Star, right? Like, he had a perfect in 110th place. 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one was his final. So he was flat right there in the middle. No, but think about it. This is just the one guy that did good at 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one because imagine the number of hundreds of people that went 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. Oh, I don't know, man. Number of hundreds? It, I looked, to be no, man, I looked to... at the top 124. They start switching up after that. Do you think? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, man. He's just even. There's some others in there, but there's okay. not there's not hundreds of people because a lot of them don't make day two. Remember? Yeah, right. They, they don't even get in, to day two. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they drop too soon before getting to that point. I mean, he went to that perfect. He played 15 matches. And I mean, he was right there at even. It mm-hmm. had to, and he was playing against good people in day two. You know, like he had to get there. Yeah, he had to play some shit. And two of them did it. Two darker eyes. So like, and the guy above him, a hundredth place was eight, four, and one. Yeah, that just tells you Michael Dones. He didn't quit, dude. Michael Dones did not quit because a hundredth place. That was the dad. That was the dad. That's right the there. dad. He yeah. played fifteen rounds, and you know that he had to have at least six of these wins to get yeah. to day two, right? So that means mm-hmm. in day two. He, he, won just no, lost. he won no more than one game, but he never gave up. <laughs> Could you imagine, right? You and I, we drive out somewhere, and like it's one of the scenarios you can't drive back until like the yeah. other's done playing. And like I'm that I'm being I'm doing what Michael Downs does. Like I made t- like I'm immediately out of contention at the beginning of day two, <laughs> but I keep playing. What would you do? Yeah. What would you do? Wait, you keep playing? I mean, I would stay around if I'm. It's like if I'm there for day two, I would stay around to do side events because I've never had the opportunity oh, yeah. to do side yeah. events. I would. But I'm I would just over out. there. I'm just over there, like, dude. I'm not. I'm done. I'm out. But I'm gonna keep playing. Yeah. Would go you support ahead. that? Yeah, man. Go ahead. I think if you, I always, I never drop out of a tournament because I want to just. I paid for the games. I paid to get yeah. my money's worth of playing. So mm-hmm. you know, Michael Dones, if you're listening to this podcast. You're a fucking champion in my book, man. The fact that you must have had at least six of these wins, and honestly, if you had seven of these wins on day one, and you mm-hmm. still played the whole day, day two, like you're fucking awesome, dude. Well, you, what if you he got didn't your play? Money. What if he just didn't show up? Oh no, because he would have had to drop, man. They would have dropped him then. You think so? Yeah, they would have dropped him because he would have just and not showed up. Okay, they, yeah, yeah I guess they would still drop him at day two. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, he wouldn't get because like James Funk didn't play as many matches. James Funk played thirteen games. So James Funk in a hundredth place playing Dark mm-hmm. Cry, he must have dropped before playing those last couple. But not Michael Dones, man. Michael Dones kept playing fifteen mm-hmm. rounds. It looks like that's like what you got unless you made it all the way into like the top top. Yeah. He kept going. I feel like I feel like there should be petty points. Right, petty so, points. Petty points. Here's here's the thing. So James Funk, I know it'd be like an administrative nightmare. You know, he gave up. That's fine. He still won more. Just keep than subtracting <laughs> every match you yeah, don't well, show up for. Every match you don't subtract. show up to, right? Or you just like petty points that would never affect anything, like in the stand that would never like equate yeah. to a win. 
like 0.5 or 0.2, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just petty points. They'd probably have to be subtracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would I would support that. Like if you if you drop out because I don't I hate when people do just well enough to hit into something, but then they just quit right away because they they can't win like first or second or something. I would like it if you get to that point and when you drop each match Mm -hmm. after that subtracts one point. So a win would be three points. Yeah. A loss is zero. Yeah. But if you drop, you subtract. Right. Yeah, you subtract but, one each time. You can keep playing. I mean, you could keep saying tie like it's your opponent, yeah. but to screw your opponent out of another game, right? That's annoying to me. Yeah, just make it subtract one. Subtract yeah. one. Yeah. I like that. We should call that the Dones rule. Yep, Michael Dones, <laughs> the Dones rule. Fucking hero. Hero Fucking champ, of the man. game, dude. Dark Rye played all of his games out. Put the fucking body on the line, boys. <laughs> Get in front of that punk, boys. <laughs> the Donesy. <laughs> I, I really hope Michael Dose actually like comes across this episode. <laughs> if anyone knows Michael Dose, we're not like we really are. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this. The Donesy oh. rule, man. Yeah. Play to the end. Never give up. Well, man, we have come to the end of this episode. If you made it to the end of this episode, we greatly appreciate you. Please take a second and give us a five-star review. Pokey Rogue wants to hear from you and build a community together. Hit us up with your thoughts about Rogue decks, misplays, and how to avoid being a dick when playing Pokemon. And as always, join the Discord. Link will be in the description. I owe you a story about my boss. <laughs> okay. My old boss. You're telling that now on the episode or, you, or after the episode? On the episode. On this the episode. I can tell you what employer on. this was. But okay. anyway, I work in like a shop and it's like blue collar. You know, I'm working with a bunch of people just work for a living. And they're all talking about what kind of drugs they like to do. And I walk into this like mid conversation and I'm like, I don't do drugs. So I'm just going to, you know, never done them. I'm just going to leave. And they're all just basically talking like, oh, I like to smoke weed and chill, you know, just, just kick back and relax. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. And then the boss walks in and they're just talking there about how the copious amounts of weed they smoke. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, look, a lot of I wasn't standing here, you know? Yeah. And uh, they're like, then someone's like, hey, what do you do? And he was like, dead serious. And he's like, boys, I love to get fucked up. And we're like, what? And he's like, I do fucking crack cocaine. And yeah. we're like, yeah. And he's like, no, I like the fucking party. And yeah. Like, uh-huh. You know, we're all laughing. He's like, I'm not fucking laughing. I like the fucking party. I do crack. And we're like, yeah. So that was my story. I, I believe it, man. I've Yeah. Like a lot of people in like like CEOs and bosses and people you know in high yeah. positions. I mean that coke, coke is a pretty normal. It's an expensive drug. Yeah. That that is actually not surprising to me. Like that that's a rich man's drug right there. So. Yeah. He was the owner. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. I've known. I've it. definitely known quite a bit of people that did coke on the regular and. Yep. Normal functioning. I mean, I guess. <laughs> 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 they're they're pretty hyped man i mean they get their shit done yeah hypertension I mean, yeah it's like definitely tight, like yeah. a definitely a drug where you can you can get your shit done yeah so 
All right, man. There you well, go. There you this go, episode people. edited before the baby wakes up so we can actually get this out to people. That would be... be <laughs> hey, hey be it'll be released at a normal time, like in a day or two, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the normal time is. Anyways, everybody, have a good week. See you guys.